Um, hey, hey. <laughs> this is, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. No, thank you for having me. I'm actually really excited because I feel like we're just going to talk our shit and it's going to be fun. This is true. You're killing it. Thank you're you. killing it in the podcast so, space right now. You're killing it in every other space. <laughs> I love you, Charlotte. I'm excited. Um, Hi. this is Tana. Tana is a, like an, a YouTuber. She's a, she researched five minutes before she's like tana's like a like an instagram no we, we honestly only know each other from being reckless in this life i met you at my ex-girlfriend's house and this we were is both true. just obliterated and i'll never forget it because we were blackout drunk and i was like this bitch and i are gonna be best no i friends. actually remember like because because i've seen i don't watch that much youtube to be honest yeah. like youtube personalities i don't watch that she much she just but stars I've, in david dobrik's content i've seen i've seen your videos because I asked and like before I think I had met you I'd seen some of your videos I can't remember if it was before or after but like around the same time and I remember being like this girl's content is fucking cool like I like this girl all, she's funny cry. I remember you saying that to me first of all the first time we met and I remember thinking like you are so nice I think you were with Kaya and I remember thinking like they're two of the only like really nice young mm-hmm. models in the game right now because a lot of girls who just like you know there's a few that was you know now i've changed my opinions yeah. you know but, but it's, it's really rare for someone to actually be that nice especially because yeah. what we do is so different you know yeah. so a lot of times someone will just be like i'm a model like you're a youtuber like fuck you like you, you and you were like i fucking love your videos talk your shit and i was like let's take a shot bitch like it was just dope they were yeah. nice no you were cool and i was like i like this girl i love you but i'm definitely your most irrelevant guest how do you feel <laughs> says that when they come on everyone thinks that like they are, are gonna suck in comparison i have no idea why benny blanco or any of those people would say that like really i'm the most irrelevant but hey no, this is not true but um but tana is essentially like an x-rated youtuber i think like is that how would you describe yourself honestly i don't know if i ever have described myself <laughs> like that but i do think i get described like that a lot i would agree yeah. i feel like i make like pretty raunchy content i like to say pg-13 rated r yeah. on youtube and then more like X yeah. on Tan Uncensored or OnlyFans or stuff like that, but I still am not I a porn star. That you have a fucking OnlyFans. Oh, what's up, Shorty? Buy that shit, Wait, link oh in bio. God. We can talk all about it. I don't, I'm it. not as crazy as a lot of people on mm-hmm. there for sure, but as you know, I'm I smoke so much yeah. and like the demonetization of everything was definitely really life changing. Even David, like mm-hmm. I watched him go from making millions of dollars a month to like 16 grand on AdSense. Yeah. Like it's the way that our raunchy shit just started to get really demonetized. I was like. Hi, OnlyFans. I yeah. would gladly smoke a backwood in a bikini. Wait, like, so do you not post any of that raunchy shit online anymore? Like, only on OnlyFans for monetization reasons? <laughs> if anything, it's that I had to hold back, like, a whole caliber of who I am for so long. Like, and I would let it out occasionally. Like, people obviously know I'm a crazy bitch. Like, you could look at my shit and assume that I'm probably crazy or off camera. But um, there was always a level that I was kind of holding back, especially with, like, MTV and stuff. I was just yeah. kind of being crazy there. But then after a while, I was like, all I do is smoke. All I do is talk about sex stuff. That's what people want to hear yeah. too like you know what i mean and want me to do so i was just like i'll do it there you were kind of like a like you like a trailblazer like in terms of in terms of making like inappropriate like because everyone's crying. so clean cut on youtube and it's i true. feel like until maybe i like didn't know a bunch of people but to me it seemed like you were like the first person to kind of do well, that well um i'm gonna sob um you are gassing me far too hard there were definitely <laughs> some people before me like shane dawson was a really big inspiration to me in the beginning of my career inappropriate so. definitely okay. defi- definitely <laughs> but um so was i honestly i was very inappropriate and so much shit that i did but you're right i was the first like young girl under 18 to really just be wild talking about my partying life and stuff like that and now it's weird because it's like let's say like i post a tiktok and it like for you pages all my comments will be like you raise me you raise me like you're my mom and it's so weird to me because it's like i wasn't even raised like i was just being psycho online at like 16 you know yeah but 
It's weird, for sure. <laughs> you changed like a lot of kids' life. Like I even I'll see sometimes on TikTok being like, um, like when you were too old for this, like YouTuber, or, like too young for this, or like whatever it was. But like when Tana like raises you, and I was like, wait, this is so cool. Like I'm gonna people, cry. People like really like, or like I like copied my personality from Tana and things like that. I'm it like, is that's so, kind of like awesome. It's very weird because I didn't. I was so unaware of it for so long. Mm-hmm. I think, and then I started like touring and stuff, and I was meeting all these girls that were dressed like me and sounded like me and talked like yeah. me, and it was like I was like, holy fuck, like I I have an impact. But then still, I was just so reckless, and so much of my brand was being reckless. So it's like I. I didn't at that time I was like I don't have to be a role model <laughs> and then after a while I kind of was like holy fuck there are so many people following me that I'd be yeah. doing an injustice to kind of not think about the impact I could have on a generation and yeah I kind of woke up and that's how things changed but you know yeah it's weird it's very weird thinking about all the mindless shit I like did and said like mm-hmm. has affected so many people and now I think yeah. about it a lot for sure well that's the thing is that you are authentically someone who like wasn't caring what you were saying like it wasn't like you were like pretending to be like a red bull a rebel or like a badass or like whatever it was you just di- actually didn't give a shit so I like over time that i'm sure like backfired and like you like have to learn but because like oh that, yeah it was genuinely you you know what i mean i 100 i look back and i i kind of came to this realization on call her daddy when i was talking to alex about it i was like I had nothing to lose like you know what I mean like I just didn't care about my life I love talking about whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck I was doing whatever and then I didn't even realize that that would kind of create a scandalous persona I didn't realize that Mm -hmm. would then you know create a snowball effect of a hundred thousand scandals and all that type (laughs) of stuff and it definitely backfired so many times Mm -hmm. but I definitely have also learned everything just in the public eye you know what I mean everyone's kind of watched me like fall and get up like a hundred thousand times so you also don't have like Again, like maybe I, I don't know. Like to me, you don't have like a bad reputation. I don't think. Like is that because she knows me personally. <laughs> I swear to God. No, I mean I don't. I feel like you don't get like hate. Like you know what I mean. That's how like am I'm like I Charlotte, great? baby, wake up, wake up. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, okay, this is how I gauge it. Like I'll see like people's no. comments. Like if, it, if yeah. it's majority, like. I mean, of the moment. You know I mean? like, I'm kidding. That will like gauge how much people are, like are hating someone in this moment. Like I feel like recently you are like well liked i love to fucking hear it i'm going to (laughs) literally transcribe everything you said and like paint it on my wall as like a morning affirmation like every day i swear to god i don't know if anything i think people are just used to me kind of always being Mm -hmm. in like a mini scandal someone's always trying to cancel me for something or i'm doing something i shouldn't be (laughs) or whatever it may be so if anything like my comments are just they've always been like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're canceled i love you you're jesus you're canceled (laughs) i hate you die you're jesus i'm joy i want to drink your blood like you know like it's always just been a mixture of all the craziness so i don't know i think you just have a better perception of me because you know me but that's also a good thing at least you guys know i'm not terrible well, well that yeah that means like the people <laughs> that know you actually like you better than than online i guess which which is more is telling to the audiences that they just like it's grab on to things to hate it's really interesting them. when i i finally came to the conclusion i'm sure you have like really mm-hmm. dealt with this too with like where you realize like where i'm at is too big or you know there's too many people following me that i can never make all these people like me yeah i can never make all these people view my perception of reality the way i do yeah they will never live my life in my shoes they will never get to know me the you know yeah. most people will never get to know me the way like a friend does one-on-one and it's almost like I think a part of fame is kind of accepting that reality you know what I mean just accepting that people won't always know you for exactly who you are but that's okay and throughout that I just try to stay authentic I've definitely fallen off the wagon a couple times you know it's you know it's hard what does fallen off the wagon mean to you 
I, I was talking about this. I, I hate to be repetitive because I feel like I've been talking about so yeah. much of this shit lately. But to sum it up, like falling off the wagon to me has just been moments where I could have been more authentic. You know what I mean? Like where it was easier to sell out and be nice, Tana, and not say what was on my mind or not say the truth about something because I didn't want to start some beef or, you know what I mean? Just holding all the shit I was going through. Like there mm-hmm. are definitely a lot of moments where I look back and I'm like, you could have been more authentic there. Mm-hmm. But I think that those moments shape me now to just truly not give a fuck ever again. You yeah. know? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, you're completely right in the sense of like, the more people that know you, the more people that are going to hate you. So it's like you just to, to stay sane, (laughs) to stay sane. Like you just have to be, which is so hard, especially like if you're like a people pleaser, whatever it is, but like to stay sane, you have to just accept the fact that people are going to hate you and like actually become okay with that and truly comfortable with that. Yeah. And like pick you apart for absolutely everything. I was just watching this fucking podcast Hailey Bieber went on and she was like it was like a church podcast I, I don't know why I'm watching that in my free time like Hailey Bieber at Hillsong like I don't know but um, in it she was like really saying like marrying Justin for me was accepting that like this big portion of the world like I like I might be the nicest person in the world like but they're never gonna get to know me they're just gonna fucking hate me and it was so sad to me because it's like she didn't sign up for that she fell it's in true. love with this kid and now she's had to spearhead like literally a part of the population like hating her guts for like breathing and being like a dainty fucking icon like that's sad you know and like I think that that is so much that comes with what we do I think when all these TikTok kids started blowing up I was like that was the only advice I could give to them I was like you just have to accept that people are going to pick apart everything you do and like that doesn't define you I'm sure you've seen so many people in this space like go insane trying to prove to everyone that they're like this good person or not what people think or what like yeah you go insane well it's like it's just the internet like this is no one's ever been like famous with the internet until in the last 10 years like that didn't you didn't have to interact so much with your fans you didn't have to like people didn't have a platform to share their opinion as much as they do now like everyone has an opinion everyone's opinion's valid and so it's just like the people who are like famous now like are just dealing with it for the first time what it's like to be to feel like you're hated by the whole world it's not just a tabloid it's like people's accounts and people flooding you with tweets and comments like that didn't exist ever there was no blueprint for like any of us and it's like I always look at literally people like like David and people big influencers and I'm like you are you're paving the way for what it's like even Addison and Charlie and all of them to be that young and have that many millions of people telling you to like Mm. kill yourself over like a mistake you made like that whole Charlie Dixie scandal killed Mm me wait which one the uh, the chef um yeah, 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 yeah. Where like you know she didn't like the snail or whatever, and the whole so world stupid. was t- like that was so oh stupid. My, I felt like, so bad me? for them. I was like, they, like, it was just <sighs> so like people just were so excited to like. Here's a reason that we can hate these girls that are <sighs> getting so much clout. Like, let's jump onto it. Like, like let's fucking go for it. Charlie on that live crying literally killed me. I'm not even kidding me. Like it, it killed me because it's just like regardless of if they were a brat in that mm-hmm. moment, were you never a teenager and yeah. a brat? And like they, you know, it's a family friend. There's context. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that made it better than you know like yeah. the what people were canceling her for and it was just so sad to see like you know what I mean like the Brad Pitts and Angelina Jolie's of the day had privacy yeah. they had like Jennifer Aniston people didn't know what she was doing every split second yeah. there was a level of privacy to fame like the paparazzi now the Hollywood fix of it all the fucking Kevin Wong like there's <laughs> there is Wong. no level of privacy for these kids and it I think people really underestimate how much they're like spearheading that yeah also like, you couldn't like comment like fat on like Marilyn Monroe's photo <laughs> like you know, there was like this whole aspect of like hating oh yourself God. too and like other people's opinions getting to you and like 
like just all of it like now we we really have we can see every single person's mm-hmm. if we want comment mm-hmm. on our photo or video or whatever 100%. it is which is pretty crazy and we can see every person and compare ourselves yeah. to those people like yeah. also the Marilyn Monroe of it all warrants wasn't sitting on Instagram <laughs> refreshing at, like, herself yeah. comparing herself to like Audrey Hepburn's OnlyFans <laughs> swipe up you know like it didn't exist like now I think that the things that we're also just flooding our brains with change our perceptions of ourselves so yeah. much and that's why I'm like to young girls if I could say one thing it's just like comparison is always the root of all evil like don't i don't know this whole this whole internet thing just breeds that you know comparison and envy and shit and it's sad but we all do it we just have to stop ourselves you know i think like yeah as soon as you just like focus only on yourself and like tune everyone out like you just like level up like it took me a while to figure that out i'm going through that right now i'm serious okay i can actually like be like way cooler than what i was before because i was way too much about what other people were doing 100 percent, and that's like as much as we want to deny it and what we do so much of what we do is based on what other people think and i look back now at so many times where i'm like I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, Tana, you were Jake Paul's bitch. You gave a fuck. Like, you were, like, you know what I mean? Tana, you were fucking, like, eight waist trainers and face tuned deep in a red carpet photo. You gave a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look yeah. back and it's like, now I finally am at the point where I actually don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you realize how much the comparison slowly can, like, ingrain you to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just care so much about yeah. what people think and you don't even realize it. And you have to really, like, self-evaluate. With that, do you think that's mostly, like, with appearance stuff? Like... Like when you when you care about what people think, like in terms of like you say like the waist trainer and this and that, like yeah. do you mean like based like caring about like what you look like? I think I cared about everything at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that I didn't even know it to be honest with you, but when mm-hmm. I was filming like a reality show and I was doing everything in the public eye, I, like you slowly just start to almost sh- your own opinion of yourself becomes so jaded because you are filling your own brain with everyone else's opinions of you. You know, you like when you read a hundred thousand comments saying like her voice is annoying, suddenly mm-hmm. you're thinking like, do I sound annoying? When you're reading a hundred thousand comments that say like her feet look big, when you're getting dressed in the closet, you're <laughs> picking the small shit. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's totally. just like your entire, especially in what we do, you just want to make people happy. And like you said, people get so caught up in people yeah. pleasing. And it's like, you wake up one day and you're like, is this image of myself that I'm putting out into the world for me? or for everyone else yeah and it was it wasn't until I really realized that that I was like shit yeah start from the ground up get back to not giving a fuck are you close with your family or not really (laughs) (laughs) dude I am I'm so ridiculously unclose with my family it's crazy (laughs) I I wish I wasn't like it definitely like absolutely kills me like I wish it was different but that's the way life happened Mm -hmm. and I think that Everything I am is kind of because I wanted to be nothing like my family, like in every way that they were, you know, so I'm grateful to them for almost like anti-raising me, you know, like they didn't raise me. But like a lot of the things that like I am is because I don't want to be like them and stuff. But it's weird now being like an only child. Like I don't talk to my family. There's just been a lot of, you know, they've done a lot of things to me that I just Mm -hmm. it's not family to me. I don't know. Yeah. Someone can only hurt you so many times to where you're like, yeah. Are you my family? But yeah. my friends are like my family. It definitely taught me that blood isn't always thick in the water for me type. And now Amari and Ashley and all the people around me are like my, I would die for them. Yeah. But yeah, fuck parents, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do your parents live in LA? Um, no, they live in Vegas. Okay. Um, still, are you from I, Vegas? Yeah, I'm from Las Vegas. That's fucking, <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. It explains so <laughs> yeah, much. Wait. I think Vegas just breeds like abusive, yeah. neglecting parents. <laughs> <laughs> 
then, so we all kind of come together so do you it's, like it's good. will you hang like be with your parents on christmas for example or not like what do you talk to them i haven't spoken to my parents in probably like a year and a half two years now Either and even then the last time we spoke was just a really big argument and they were just treating me so like my child and i was just like i can't handle this i'm yeah. an adult now i work so hard to get away from this like fuck this shit and even we haven't like spoken spoken in like probably two and a half three years mm-hmm. like been close and then they've just done a lot of really fucked up irreversible shit to me in yeah. that time kind of which I, I probably shouldn't say i might get in trouble for that but i mean whatever it's true are they um, proud of you do you think like or like what's are they conservative no well i mean like like you it's know so I mean? weird because it's like they're they're weird they were weirdly conservative they have so many views on life that i just never had i remember being raised and being like I don't think anything like you in mm-hmm. every way just and I've, I've talked about it in a lot of apology videos and shit like that like, <laughs> you know like the all the ways they were really like were so shitty um but I wouldn't I don't know if they're conservative they're they're, they're not just technically like politically but like just, just in, in the sense of like because you're very like outspoken and like very free with yourself so like did you guys clash in that sense? Like you were more just like the wild child and they're like more guarded. I think we reserved. clashed in every sense to be really real with you. So mm-hmm. obviously I think everything um, from me being rebellious, definitely now that I look back, especially I, I do so much like research on what childhood trauma and stuff like that does now. And like I've consumed my last like year with really like figuring out, you know, why I am the way I am and how mm-hmm. I can help other people and like stuff like that. And through researching that, I realized like, you know, so much of my rebelliousness was just so because of the way they were to me, you know? So if anything, we clashed in every way. I was just always pushing back because they just, yeah. they weren't good to me. They weren't nice to me. They weren't loving. They weren't, what was their you know? kind of thing? Like, were <clears throat> they, more just independent like work parents well my dad owned like a pool cleaning type of business in vegas but it was just very sketchy (laughs) like the way he did everything was just not right Mm -hmm. not moral not i don't know i i don't know how to like i just like he like like would like scam people kind of thing i don't know no just like he didn't give a fuck about the things you're supposed to give a fuck about, I think. And he was in the war. He had a crippling PTSD mm-hmm. from, like, the Vietnam War. He grew up in a very abusive household. And that's... I, I learned, you know, like, growing up, too, that, like, my parents are only the way they are because, like, of the way kids, they were raised yeah. and the way they were... You know what I mean? The way their lives were. So it's like I, I grew up kind of being, like, these people are sick and I feel sorry for them. It's There's no hate. It's more so just, like, damn, you know? Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like it's just a very weird dynamic i don't know very interesting like my mom didn't work my mom didn't really do anything we weren't close like really my entire life she just kind of like i don't know looking back i can tell she was very depressive and stuff like that like you know and she just wasn't a mom i definitely raised myself but i'm very grateful for like um like my best friend's families because like Mm -hmm. at 13 years old amari my best friend his family like took me in i remember his mom literally being like you don't have parents like come over like come here like what the fuck are you doing like you're on molly why you're 16 like what's going on and so from that point on they kind of like showed me what parents are supposed to do and shit like that but i never really knew even i remember being 16 and being like oh parents are not supposed to like you know what i mean like yeah act like this i don't know so this like kind of like the dynamic between like you and your family like was before youtube yeah, if anything, I think it's why I ever, like, fell in love with YouTube. That makes sense. Because it's, like, the first the first YouTubers I ever watched were people like Shane Dawson, Jenna Marbles, people who were just so funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking in my head, like, holy fuck, these people are so funny. This is distracting me from my shitty life. I was literally blaring, like, YouTube videos over my parents, mm-hmm. like, breaking dishes in the fucking <laughs> living room, you know? And then I remember thinking for the first time, like, I want to be this for someone. Like, mm-hmm. I want the shitty shit I've gone through to help someone else. And that was really 
what inspired everything like to make my first video was just if I could like stop someone from like five minutes of their day like feeling something negative like that's exactly what I want to do and yeah so that's that's kind of what I mean again everything I am is because of what they were so yeah. in, a, in a weird sick and twisted You're fucked thankful. up way I'm yeah because I think if I would have grown up like rich in a fucking nice household where everyone loved me and treated me <laughs> nice I probably wouldn't be where I am and you'd probably be really lame yeah I really would be fucking boring as shit yeah so here we are trauma makes you spunky <laughs> wait so how long have you been making videos like when was your first video making videos like seven years i remember i was 15 years old like with an iphone like five Mm -hmm. like what's up guys i'm going to work at paxson so uninteresting vlogging like that was yeah i started vlogging because my life was just so crazy like i was 15 years old i had just started a job working retail i knew i was gonna drop out of school like and that was uh, all of that too my parents didn't take me to school i remember Mm -hmm. the last like few times i went to school like my dad was driving me to school and like pushed me out of the car on the side of the road like miles from school it was like fucking walk and I remember like literally thinking like home is closer I'm gonna go home <laughs> I'm gonna go home you fucking asshole and like it was just shit like that that really yeah. was pushing me to like drop out like they just you know I wasn't eating like they weren't they just everything it was shit so I knew I was gonna drop out and it was kind of again I had nothing to lose and I knew my life was crazy I knew that the Vegas life isn't mm-hmm. the way most people are raised so I just started talking about it yeah and it happened so fast it really did I remember I hit a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars a hundred thousand followers <laughs> same thing same thing <laughs> I'm kidding um, when I was working at Paxson and like I was saying this on Call Your Daddy mm-hmm. my boss was like fuck yeah quit you did it go and like oh, I love that it was, oh he messaged me the other day because he heard the episode mm-hmm. and he sent me the sweetest DM like you and Amari were my favorite employees like I knew you guys wouldn't stay around for long like all this shit and I was like oh it's so cute That's I'm sweet. sure you relate to that all the people who knew you were gonna just like yeah. be a supermodel well no I mean I relate <laughs> I relate more to like not being close with your family <laughs> and I relate to your story of your dad <laughs> kicking you out the car and be like walk because my yeah. dad has done that to me too Dude, like he, what the fuck but not I to could... school to another time like another thing yeah that's but, why she's more wholesome than me she probably <laughs> made it through high school or something no but, um did, wait, did but, you not finish high school i know i dropped out as a sophomore like okay. my family life was so bad by the time i was exam? in exam no okay. my exit exam was like a backwood <laughs> like it was like a blunt an exit exam i just i remember just being like i'm not going anymore yeah i never like unenrolled nothing like that and it was just so bad and then like at that time I still had nothing and I wasn't really living at home because my home life was so bad and my family was like just fighting so much and like it just got so fucking bad and I almost felt like I made it worse like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean when parents are fighting over stuff it's usually money or kids or all that stuff and it was like I just I felt like I had no place there so I moved out I was living with friends and then like started this and moved out and I never really looked back and then over time it was more so just kind of untangling myself with my parents and Mm -hmm. realizing all the shit they did to me you know do they reach out now or not really (laughs) um not particularly and let's say if they were it wouldn't be over anything that would be great it would just be like like do they have your phone number (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes they do they do have my phone number but i i literally think in the last year my mom has texted me like some shit over a phone bill like just you know Uh, no i asked because my my dad doesn't have my phone yeah really no no girls with daddy issues (laughs) we give great head though don't worry (laughs) i'm just just joking um but facts i yeah i honestly i've I've kind of over the last year really accepted that i'll probably never talk to them again and just spend my life getting therapy to like reverse all the ways they fucked me up but that's chill i'm gonna be a great parent one day if i choose yeah so do you not see yourself like talking to them for your like for the rest of your life kind of thing which is fine to be honest because i agree with you in the sense of like if you have 
like parents and family in your life that are toxic like people don't really understand that like it's not necessarily better for them to be in it like yes yeah. like that's the reality for so many people like make up with your family like exactly it will make you like so much happier like I yes thought that yeah that's the so reality long. for a lot of people for but it's so not long. for everybody like sometimes it makes you way happier for them never to be in it again and that's you know? that's what it was for me yeah. and I, when i say that to people i i say i know i sound dark and i yeah. know it's really sad and i i hate it truthfully yeah. like it absolutely kills me anytime i think about anything family wise like holidays happy family Families, mm-hmm. all that it sucks but at the end of the day the the pain of not having them in my life is so much better than the daily pain that they would cause me and it's just like you can't expect someone to be something they're not and that's what my whole life was expecting them to be something they're not and I needed to accept them for who they were and it was just like just so many things like that and it became that talking to them made me so much more miserable than the idea of having no parents yeah. than the idea of you know what I mean something like that and now I, I know for a fact you know like they're just so toxic. It's, it's so bad. I had to cut them out. So, yeah, for me, I know it's definitely better to not. There's nothing that can really serve me at this point. But it is sad and it does suck. But it is life. And it's not something that kills me, like, every second now. Yeah. Obviously, as you know, it's something that you begin to normalize. And in a way, it's it's better than the yeah the toxicity of staying. So Well, that's the thing. It's, like, it actually made you, like, a cool, like, badass. I ain't got no like parents, whatever. bitch. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> but truthfully. Truly, yeah. Honestly. Do you think, like, you're... Like, do you think part of it has to do with the fact that of that you have this like scandalous YouTube channel, or is that like completely off the radar of it? Well, I think, that, like I said, I would have never done anything scandalous yeah. if it wasn't for the no, no. And I, I agree raised. with that. Yeah. So they they, they definitely <laughs> they just, greeted it. <laughs> yeah, they, it goes so fucking hand in hand. It was funny. I like the beginning of my career was very much them like telling me like you're like this because of us. Like we did this for you, trying to take my money. So I was Wait, they were trying to take your money. Oh my, they did. They've definitely taken a lot of. <laughs> um yeah so are they just, i think they yeah, always will okay. try to do that because i think a part of them is just like well we gave birth to you so we're we're entitled to it it's weird it's interesting yeah. for sure because it's like i only ever worked to make money so that i could run so far away from them mm-hmm. and again i'm so grateful for my work ethic because i probably would never have it if so but yeah. it's so weird to then see those people be like it's ours and you're like oh, no it's not <laughs> but yeah that's where I'm at. And then, you know, I had a lot of people, you know, also just like mentor me, look after me, help me, guide me. And like now I'm in a place where I have like life coaches and people mm-hmm. who actually like, you know, That's teach awesome. me all the ways that my brain are, is wrong and ways to rewire <laughs> it, ways to be better and, you know, pick, kind of make up for what my parents never taught me, you know. Have you found that helped? Like have you, have you found like a shift in yourself? Like the biggest shift in my whole life, to be honest with you. Like I, I was at rock bottom. I, I was shooting reality shows. Was, I was that doing rock bottom? So, well, not the, not the reality show of it all, but just life was rock bottom. Like okay. I felt like I had just gotten so far away from who I was. Like I said, I, just so many things I was doing in the public image just like weren't who I was. And I was doing so many drugs. Like I just, I was getting fucked up in any way I could. I just wanted to literally leave the planet. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't want to be there like at all. And that's now that's why I'm such a big advocate for helping people with addiction and teens with addiction. Cause I, I think that, you know, the way I was raised brewed me to be addictive at like 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just normalized substance abuse until I realized, oh no, that's bad. And then I, I had to get life coaches and get sober and figure out the, like, you know, why my brain wanted to do these drugs and these, you know, all that type of stuff. And now I'm like, just sober and happy and healthy and like got rid of all the toxicity around me. So it's kind of the first time. Was that through life coach and like therapy and things like that or what helped? Totally through my life coach mm-hmm. buzz. I hired him cause I saw him on Justin Bieber seasons and mm-hmm. Justin kind of like accredits him to like saving his life. Like when his, when his life was like 
psycho bad you know just just drugs bad public image bad never gonna do music again bad never gonna find love bad he hired buzz and buzz really like turned his life around i reached out to buzz so last resort like please take me i'll be your make-a-wish charity case please (laughs) just five minutes of your time and then i called him on facetime and just like within the first hour of hearing my life story he was like you are my full-time client Mm -hmm. if i don't help you you're gonna die like literally (laughs) like it and it was so sad at the time. Now it's good because, like, we got out and we can laugh mm-hmm. about it now and stuff. But he came in and just started full-time, like, changing my life, giving me a routine, structure, like, making sure I'm doing all this stuff. There were so many things going wrong in the way that I ran my business and planning and structure he and money and finances. And that. Oh, oh yeah. Full okay. business manager, full moment, full, like, okay, Tana, every scandal you've ever had is because of this, 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 and this. Here, we're going to stop it. Like, what? he started giving me, like, brain scans, flying me out to New York to this place called the Amen Clinic that, like, just and goes every celebrity like they fucking love this shit the, the doctor dr amen wrote this book called change your brain change your life and it's like a new york times bestseller it's crazy and they 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 take me to this place and they like scan my brain and they can see all the trauma in your brain and what different because trauma creates like small holes in your brain mm-hmm. so then like they can see exactly like what type of trauma like created those holes and like what it's sectors of your brain are like deficient like so i have really bad adhd so the whole front lobe of my brain is like missing <laughs> like just <laughs> gone like like fucking not there <laughs> but then there are other parts of my brain that are stronger like my fight or flight because of how much trauma i've been mm-hmm. through like just shit like that so they started really teaching me why my brain is wired the way it is and how to fix it and repair it and take all these supplements to like and i've seen like changes in my brain and like so many crazy things like just yeah it's definitely changed my whole life Jesus literally Christ. change your brain change your life <laughs> how long have you been working with him um with buzz probably like six months now I think like unofficially like the beginning was a lot of just like doctor's appointments and Mm -hmm. he wasn't like my right hand yet but then he came into my life and just kind of he's the best human but he has a way of just showing you how everything's wrong you know like that's that's what he does is clean up messes and he came in and I was like oh my god everything is so wrong I need to fix everything and we just we have been and now I'm like it's it's really like the happiest I've ever been and like I was so suicidal at that point like I've never I never thought I could turn around my life like yeah you know that crazy with YouTube because I know a big part of YouTube and not for everybody but for a lot of people is like getting into scandals and like weird things like that so like to to eliminate them almost it would be it's impossible yeah and it's almost not even that beneficial to some people right like you like like you kind of people like thrive like people do like even like the whole like d'amelio thing like they thrived off that even if they didn't want it they didn't need it and some people love that you know there's the trisha paytas of it all the the people who like that's how they make Mm -hmm. their bread you know what i mean and and some people can handle it and they do thrive and whatever and you're right there especially with me there's no way to eliminate Mm -hmm. i just had a full-blown scandal last week because people thought i was was 30 years old like it was a whole scandal i didn't know what it was but i saw something saying that you were 30 like that's so upsetting but what was it like what like i was born in 98 like look up no, my but high what school was, like, like what like was this thing like this what was the journalist was a video or something no i wish this journalist <laughs> was investigating me randomly i think she was also investigating jake and people just love to like okay. bring me down <laughs> with them when they can so they were investigating if he'd taken out any loans for something like business wise like people they want to cancel you for anything crazy. people were trying to see if i'd taken out like ppp loans mm-hmm. to like like basically just fund money like illegally through COVID, like take away COVID employee money for myself. I haven't obviously around my businesses ethically yeah. suck my cock, but they were, they were, this journalist was trying to see if I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And so as she was doing it, there was just some article on some random website that just said like, 
that I was born in some year and that I was 30, whatever year that is. I don't fucking know. I'm not 30. Um, and she tweeted it and it just went viral. And so then I had to tweet my ID. I was calling like hospitals trying to get my birth certificate. Like there's always going to be scandals, but there was a time where I was having a scandal every day for dumbass yeah. decisions. Like, mm just left and right and then buzz kind of came in we did the brain scans i was i love taking like pills downers i was on so many mm -hmm. drugs he comes in he's like you're taking all these downers you're doing these drugs every day you think they're not affecting you the first thing they do is turn off your ability to make moral right from wrong decisions in mm -hmm. your brain they, they they fuck with your adrenal glands they fuck with everything you're doing you even if you are dead sober the way that if you're coming down off this drug after a week the way it affects your chemicals you're not able to make a fully sound decision you don't mm -hmm. have the full amygdala you don't have the foot like all the things in your brain like they're not working and so he's like you have to get sober and it was like i remember him like forcing me to even just do that and over time being like wow i was a dumbass like all these decisions yeah. were so stupid and there's no excuse for it but it's also like had i never met him i would have probably gone on for another year mm -hmm. just ruining my life <laughs> you know so now it's like i I have someone like him too who like even if I'm gonna make an immoral decision he's like it's your brain no you're not yeah. like shut yeah. up you know are you so. off all of that now like all, yeah okay all the downers and shit. yeah I'm off everything like I just I want to be as sober as I possibly can I think that it wasn't even that I think that I just have really addictive tendencies and I like to be numb and it's like I, I like to just like chill and just not think about things. And like I grew up in Vegas where that was so normalized. Like everyone was just on drugs, like just parents, everyone, like just teachers. Like I remember being in fucking kindergarten. And my teachers were like blackout drunk, you know, <laughs> like actually so crazy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and so it was just normalized as fuck. And then I was like, I remember every night after MTV, I was like, my thoughts would be racing and I'd hate my life and hate myself and hate everything going on if I wasn't taking drugs. And then I was waking up shooting a show, like still fucked up, still like my decisions aren't sound. Like, what is that, you know? And so then I got sober and I was like, okay, you can have fun. You can take a mushroom every once in a while if you want, but you're not going to take pills every day. Like, what are you fucking doing? And how are you ever going to be a role model to all these young girls if that's what you're doing? And it's like, it wasn't even a party thing. It really was that I just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it started as 100% a party thing. Cause like I was saying on call her daddy, too i'm sure you know this when you're in a position in hollywood and you're especially before covid and you're going out and everyone's like you know people are always offering you the craziest shit people want to see you fucked up no mm -hmm. one wants to see you sober no one i was just living in an environment that enabled it fully and writing it off like oh yeah i'll do a tour of club appearances not so i can go black out in every city yeah. like for money like no tana like you want to black out in every city you know <laughs> like what and so i realized that and kind of chilled yeah. now i'm <laughs> better than ever honestly it's weird i'm like the soberest like most normal that's how awesome. are you how was your life I'm, <laughs> I'm like pretty sober i mean i like drink and smoke and that's it i don't even just mean sobriety just in general it's so um, funny because we get trained to talk about ourselves so much no i mean but like i'm interviews. curious i'm and and you've had like a very interesting life and and things and i i actually relate to you on a lot more things than i thought and that I knew, but My no, queen. no, I'll cry. <laughs> but, um, no, but it, I'm just curious. Cause it's, you're a very fascinating individual. Cause you, you're, Charlotte, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're very mature and like in certain veins of yourself, like there's certain things like we're technically immature. People would yeah, say like, I we're, make up for it with yeah, all the immaturity. But no, but you, you're very like wise and, and elements of yourself, which is why I find you fascinating. It really is. the And trauma. I think why everyone <laughs> finds you fascinating is because like you, you it takes like a a certain level of intelligence to be charismatic and funny and entertaining 
it I'm does. going to fucking cry. You're very nice. <laughs> I, re- I remember that kind of, even that mm-hmm. being young and being like, okay, my parents are never going to send me to college. I'm never going to get to go to mm-hmm. a nice school. If I ever wanted to be really smart, I'd probably have to work for $8 an hour for years mm-hmm. to pay for this. And I remember thinking, okay, well, I could be funny. That's way easier. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it was yeah. like, it's almost like that was what started to make me like a charismatic person because I was like, again, nothing to lose. Totally. Like, which is weird learning about that, how that like shaped me. Again, had I been privileged, I probably would be boring as hell. Well, all stand-up <laughs> comics are like, they just thank their trauma Dude, for why facts. they're funny, you know? And I remember like the first few people I was ever inspired by were like Chelsea Handler, Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. Like, and I was like 13, loving Dave Chappelle. Like, bitch, yeah. what? Go to church. <laughs> like, weird. But it's true. Yeah, stand-up comedians were the first like caliber of people to ever inspire me. And there's an aspect to that, like that they don't even want to fully heal because they know what will affect the way that they like their craft oh yeah and, like how funny they are oh, like I was funniest when I was the most hurt yeah. probably which is <laughs> it's it's wild to think about that too but now I can just make fun of all the fucked up dumb yeah. shit I've done so I'm okay um, do you see that actually like kind of like a weird parallel of like because technically your brand is being like wild and crazy or I don't know like it's just being very honest and authentic right and like yeah, all and, of the above yeah so like do you see that being like a weird kind of like like push and pull in your in yourself of like if I get completely fine is that gonna take away kind of like what people know me as? I'll never be completely fine Charlotte <laughs> do you, you don't that? even have to worry for five minutes that there will ever be a reality where Tanimo is completely fine because even if I you know heal most of the trauma like I'm still just I'm, I've always been weird like I'm yeah. just the weird kid I love to be fucking weird eyes so don't get me wrong yes if there were a chance I was going to be completely fine yeah. that would terrify me but I don't think it'll ever happen I also just innately have the worst luck in the world like yeah. oh my god this week has been crazy because I put out a YouTube video about my bad luck like last week because mm-hmm. I caught my best friend hooking up with my fuck buddy and my ex in my house and my ex released this terrible song about me and then I accidentally walked into the album release party like for this song about me I know I should tell you this whole story but like this was all one week of my life like this and every week is like that like and now I'm finally back and telling those stories again too so it's it's interesting like I don't think I'll ever run out of content it's actually pretty (laughs) insane how many stories you fucking have because your whole like your YouTube thing started as like a storytelling 100% my first story to ever blow up was I had a stalker from second grade like for 10 years I still have him I need to get back in the stalker updates I just got really scared of talking about it but yeah I I've always just had the craziest shit happen to me now I know I attract it (laughs) now I'm aware that it's my fault I wasn't growing up though at all (laughs) so are you still talking to this friend that hooked up with dude it no it's such a mess I put out this YouTube video I never want people to find out who my videos are about Mm -hmm. if there was a way to just really but in order to tell a story properly I also know that sometimes details are gonna like forsake that which sucks so Mm -hmm. I I try to keep it as much of a secret as possible this one did not this one went over probably the worst any ever have in my life top 10 everyone found out it was her because we were just best Mm -hmm. friends it was bad it was really bad and then the guy the fuck buddy he owns a clothing brand now he's selling shirts over my video today he sent me the shirts i'm my ex that made the music i'm sure he has a whole album coming about how much i suck wait what so what does the shirt say uh <laughs> where can i get so it in this yeah, it's kind of hard should i show <laughs> yeah. you wait, wait. okay <laughs> so in this video i gave everyone like fake names okay because i'll always do that I, again yeah. i'm trying not to be an arc but it always just happens yeah. and so his fake name was jeff and in the movie Scream, someone's name is like Jeff or something like that. There's this scene, and he's selling shirts that say, "Yeah, this is Jeff," with like people hooking up okay, in a that's movie room. Funny. That's, like, and it's like it's not 
he's not like actually like selling you, which is good. <laughs> Insane though. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I actually texted him like dying, laughing because I'm like, okay, listen, you, hard, you fucked yeah. me over. We had a shitty week. Mm-hmm. You know, you fucked my friend in my movie theater. Like, I made a video about it, and he's like, you know, like life's too short. Like, let's just laugh at it. And I was mm-hmm. like, I fuck with you for yeah. that because like that's how I am. Like. It happened. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, don't get me wrong. I know it's all intense for like a week if, when people yeah. find out and stuff, but it'll blow over. It's not a big deal. It's life. Shit yeah. happens, you know? And so he handled it really well. My ex best friend, she's like trying to sue me and shit now. Like, she's because like, of that video? Yeah. And she's just like, you know, when like you call some, I'm sure you, you know this, especially in the position we're in, like when you're best friends with someone, you've beef with them or falling out with someone, suddenly they pick apart every reason why you're a bad person or mm-hmm. why they should have known all along why you were canceled or they, you know, and she's doing that kind of grabbing at straws, trying mm-hmm. to like figure out ways to vindicate herself and cancel me. But it's like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really do anything. So it's a funny situation for sure. But it's a mess. And know. is that like friendship over because of that? <sighs> I think she did a lot of things that made it really friendship okay, over. Okay. She started posting my ex's shitty music about me that a week prior she was like talking so much shit about. Just shit I hate. I don't like yeah. fake shit. Yeah. So yeah, we probably won't be friends again. I don't know. If she handled the whole thing differently, we probably yeah. could have been. Because I'm like, well, I have like, forgive me across my friends. If they changed forehead. everything about how they handled it, yeah, for sure we could be pals. <laughs> facts absolutely that's so true that's so true i but i love to fix people and forgive them i've always been like that but now i'm trying to be better i'm like if someone does something shitty to me Mm -hmm. even if they're gonna fucking cancel me i can't let the fear of that you know make me keep them around and i did that for so long kept so many people around because i just been through so many public stupid bullshit fights beef people wanting clout that i was like fuck this like i just want to have no problems and then it was like 2020 rolled around and i looked around and i was like all these fucking toxic terrible people around me that i'm keeping around for what like yeah you know i don't know so yeah i'm kind of glad she's gone by kick rocks bitch (laughs) (laughs) is it hard like because i've I've thought about this like people that have youtube channels especially people that like will storytell and like are are very honest and authentic because everyone like admires that because it's really cool and it's hard to do but it's hard to do because it affects your personal life being authentic all the time oh yeah so like how does that kind of play out in like if you're like hooking up with a guy like are the (laughs) is are the guys hooking up with like worried like is this girl gonna make yeah. a fucking story oh, yeah. time it changes me? your whole life i don't yeah. think people realize that again that was i talked about this in my last video that's mm-hmm. the only reason i ever stopped because it just started to really affect my life and then i was starting to date people who i couldn't just talk shit about like that and ruin their lives and, and just everything yeah i definitely there's so many guys that i'll be hooking up with and they're like am i gonna get a video am i gonna get a song am i gonna get a this and i'm like do they want one or I, are they scared i think they do i, I think really, they want one that literally this guy that was one of the the fuck buddy before mm-hmm. he ever fucked my friend that was something he said to me and i was like no you're never gonna get a video and then here we are like you really just have to fuck on me like crazy to get that but it does people expect a level of authenticity and then like i said i got so lost in that i'm like i'm just gonna be so real and then i look back and i'm like what even was that you know like you you can lose it because people become so expectant of it it's almost something that every day i have to maintain because it's it's harder i think in our position sometimes Mm -hmm. it is harder to be honest than to just like live a lie you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's so many times I want to talk shit about someone or expose some shitty shit they've done or retaliate back or be the Tana everyone loves. It's, like, authentic and real, mm-hmm. but I know it's going to start some yeah. crazy drama. So yeah. I'm like, 
I could hold back, but then I'm not real. And then yeah. It's like, what? You know, it's the whole debate. That's and that's like, why now I'm just back with not caring. And yeah. Just saying and doing whatever. And I just don't care. It's so. a weird <laughs> internal conflict of like, do I not say it and like not make a big wave? Or do I say it and like stay true to like what I believe in and like what I've kind of made for myself? And that's so much what this year has been too. Even like speaking out against the president is something that I think mm-hmm. so many of us were so afraid to do before this time. Like as influencers and celebrities, you're talking to just not even share your political views because it's so controversial and then it's like this year got so bad with like trump and everything he was doing that i was like i don't even fucking care it yeah. might be controversial but like what people are gonna think that i support someone that i think is racist like that's mm-hmm. fucked you know so then it, it just became like i don't know 2020 was a year for me where it was like i think the the authentic side won yeah you know that's, that's awesome good. i mean so how are you are you dating david dobrik <laughs> No, no, I'm not dating David. David's like actually just my homie. I hate that. Do you know that I hate that? I, I ship it like so. I think he could never do better. I think it's everything. I'm the biggest David Charlotte stan. I just want to see it. Never? I don't think so. Are you dating anyone? Are you single? Um, no, I'm single. I, I really like being single. I've, I'm Same. I just am very, I, same as you, just like independent and like can totally last on my own. Yeah. That like. <laughs> Love to hear it. I'm you the know? same way. <laughs> like, like, I, I just never feel like I need a guy ever. I'm just so content like wow. having kind of like all my options open too. Like I, I, I know that's so bad, but like I. It's not bad. Society makes you think that's bad. That's yeah. exactly how men are. And I don't think it's bad at all. And I think 100% <laughs> in what we do, it's fucking, it's hard to maintain a relationship yeah. too. Cause it's like, you know, the public of it all, everyone mm-hmm knowing and being up your ass ruined shit and well that even starting this podcast like part of it i was like like is this gonna like because you have like a whole youtube channel right where you like post like what you're saying what you're doing i didn't have that like i never did i never did content ever i just modeled yeah so like posting this i was like is this gonna be like a like a red flag for like guys like are they gonna be like am i gonna now be she's talked gonna about podcast. on their podcast and i'm like i i personally won't talk about like other people on here. yeah like, even like Ugh. you know what I, mean? I should I be should. Like- <laughs> no no but that's the thing is like your whole thing is is yeah people are obsessed with it because it's different because you're you're daring and you'll yeah. say it you know like it's just two different types of entertainment but that's dope i to be honest as your podcast really i was mm-hmm. so proud of you because mm-hmm. i've always known you <laughs> as a person that we can sit and talk like this forever yeah. but it's like when people just see images they don't know mm-hmm. that shit and you're right this is the first time you're ever giving people your thoughts and so much more to pick apart too you yeah. know a picture is one thing but to actually like sit down and just say whatever's on your mind you're suddenly giving people so much yeah to pick apart and i think people like you know they it's so easy to pick apart what you do and leave a comment or whatever but you sit down and interview you know some of the biggest people ever and me she's doing charity work interviewing <laughs> me but it's hard you know yeah no it is and this is the first time i'm, I'm like putting myself out there on the internet I'm just like, proud actually. of miss charlotte Stop. i love to see I'm proud it. of you look at wow. you you've like turned your whole shit around mm-hmm. even when i met you like at fucking bella's house forever ago mm-hmm. i was just like that that was like the mm-hmm. time of life where all i was was just like a party girl i didn't really do anything it you know that like as we get thrown into this and start to blow up you have to kind of make everything become a business you kind of have to step up to the plate and become this yeah you know this entity this boss bitch this whatever and it, it did not come easy so yeah yeah i'm still working on it i'll probably fail next week new scandal coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by like be like this boss bitch like just not give a fuck like mm-hmm. you know what i mean run my business well not rely on a man not rely on a relationship like just i guess my boss bitch to me is putting out the image that i would want a young girl or young boy to look up to that putting out something that makes me proud you know yeah and not necessarily that 
it's that I'm the perfect role model, I say, as I'm lighting a backwood on Charlotte D'Alessio's <laughs> podcast. Um, but I, you know what I mean? Like, it's not be perfect, but it's be authentic and be real and be confident and be Tana, be myself. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. And teach people that they can do whatever they want in this life, too. I think if I could be one thing that obviously everything we just talked about with our childhoods, like showing girls, like you don't have to have an amazing father figure supporting mm -hmm. you everywhere to one day have self-worth. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? To one day be confident as fuck. Like yeah. That type of thing, you know? When it comes to guys, like, do you see, like, what is, like, your dynamic with guys? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, my dynamic with guys is weird. I think my problem, first of all, I've always been someone with no type mm -hmm. at all. Guys, girls, everyone. Like, I just, if I like you, I mm -hmm. like you. I don't, you could have face tattoos. You could be fucking Jesus. Like, it, <laughs> like it, which is, it's good and bad. Yeah. Because I definitely am, like, a personality ass bitch. So whoever I'm dating next, you never, you're never going to know. Like, what Why the, is it bad, though? Because I'm the same as you. Okay, I fuck with you, shorty. I don't think it's a bad thing, but everyone just comes for me because they're like, you're you're dating someone who looks like, literally yesterday, Harry Jowsey was cooking me saying that one of my last boyfriends looked like he ran out of coloring pages and just started drawing all over himself. Like, are you kidding me? Um, so people always are like, you know, why is she dating this person or what the fuck or whatever, but I just give people chances. And, you know, I've been, I've definitely been a fixer and a little toxic in the past. Now, I don't know. Again, it's whoever I like. I have a really bad issue with going back to exes. Now that I'm getting therapy, I'm realizing that and fixing it. But oh, how many people have you dated? <laughs> I pull out a <laughs> scroll. <laughs> um, probably like mm, I don't. That's hard because like mm -hmm. I, there are definitely different levels. There's Hollywood dating, you know, mm -hmm. where like you're seen with someone three times and then people think you dated for a year and yeah. you honestly just like hit once and know nothing about them and it's weird. And then there's probably like five, so true, six, actually. seven, eight real relationships, you mm -hmm. know, that I've had. I don't even know though. It's weird, you know, like it was so weird a while ago. I was hooking up with this girl and we literally we'd hooked up like three, four times. We'd been seen out three, four times to say people think I like, you know what I mean, like. She was like my wife, mm -hmm. you know, and now I'm yeah. friends with her ex and everyone's like, oh my God, fuck you for being friends. And I'm like, I don't even know her. You just think I know yeah. her that well, you know, and yeah. it's, it's interesting, but definitely still probably like eight people. I've probably been in some relationships. That's like with. pretty, that's a good, that's a good amount of people. Maybe more. That just sounds low. Are you dating anybody right now? No, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there, there are times where I could see myself getting interested in someone or talking to someone, but I'm also in this weird limbo where it's like a part of me likes sharing everything. And there are certain relationships with certain people, you know, where it's fun to share a lot of it. And then there are certain people where it's like, I don't know if I want to. And like, there was so long where everything I did with Jake made me think that like being public with shit was the reason why mm -hmm. it didn't work. And then I had some private relationships and private shit fail. And I was like, wait, I don't know. So now I'm in a weird place where it's like, even if I were to date someone, I don't even know what I would like do with it. <laughs> I'm just dating this bag and myself. And if there are people I like to spend time with, I'll see where it goes. You know, yeah. I'm not against anything and it is cuffing season. So who knows? <laughs> Did but. you and Jake like actually date? Oh, the, the, my favorite question i just wake up and like hear it in my, like, in my ears yeah i don't know i think we've been literally everything mm -hmm. you know we've been boyfriend yeah. girlfriend we've been fake clout husband and wife we've been friends we've been enemies we've been best friends yeah i don't it was a mess favorite human great but also crazy yeah crazy roller coaster yeah. whirlwind mess for sure are you guys still close now mm-hmm we're like best friends now. It's very okay. weird because 
it's just weird i can't lie like people obviously see it as it happens and i think people just assume it's fake yeah and like shit like that but i've i've always said especially now like it would be easier for it to be fake you know like there's some mutual <laughs> respect there i think is what yeah. it is and jacob like you just like <coughs> sorry like gets me more than most people and like understands me business-wise advice-wise if anything that's what i would say it's become is just like a best friendship slash like partnership business partnership i trust jake more than anyone i could call him and say i killed someone and he yeah. would help me figure it out and i appreciate that so yeah we're homies <laughs> stay tuned who knows what we'll be in in six months i don't know no i'm kidding but very grateful for him and his whole family and his whole team he definitely changed my life so i appreciate it are you talking to any guys right now um, you have to say who, obviously. I kind of, honestly, I'm not going to lie. And if he heard this, I wouldn't want him to, you know. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Are you having sex with people? I guess that's my question. Always having sex. No, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm jealous because no. I'm not the same as you. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually. I'll go through really weird virginal phases where I'm like, how can I take the time to have sex? I want to work every day and sleep and fucking work out and whatever. And then other times I'm just like a whore and want to mm-hmm. fuck everyone. And like, it's wild. I don't even know. How long um, do your like virginal phases last? It depends. I've gone. I'm like, I've gone months not to flex. <laughs> 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 but then yeah i don't know usually it's a couple months at most okay. i am hooking up with someone who knows i feel bad say you know don't say his name you can i'm just- not <laughs> trust i'm just yeah i'm trying to keep it off camera and try yeah. to just like do my thing and yeah i get scared of letting people know shit when it's like premature too because totally. like, it's again like with what i do like that fucks it all up you mm-hmm. know you can say you're talking to someone and the fans go investigate and then has that fucked him. it up for you before oh oh my god absolutely like I think that I almost understand when people don't want to like date me or be with me. I, I don't know if I would want to because mm-hmm. of my life. Not I'm like, I'm great. Like I, I would yeah. love to kick it with me, but yeah. <laughs> my life comes with a lot. I think that makes mm-hmm. it really hard. And that that's like, people are always like, you only want to date like famous people. And it's not even that. It's just like, I almost feel bad bringing in someone to like the hectic chaos, the thousands of comments, the people stalking them, the people following them, like mm-hmm. fucking, you know what I mean? Just like my psycho exes, like beefing with them, just everything. Like it's, it's so public and intense. So. I, I definitely understand why someone wouldn't want to be with me. <laughs> Sadness. Well, no, yeah, it's it's a hard, like, ask of someone. That's why I ask if it's hard because, like, I understand, like, already, like, what you're, what you kind of give up to, like, mm-hmm. be as authentic as you do, like, as you are. It's pretty. You give up a lot. And you it, do. It's weird, but you just have to, again, find people like that. And it, it can be lonely, but. Again, that's like people like Jake and Logan made yeah. me feel not alone in that. I was like, yeah. you two are fucking crazy and say whatever the fuck is on your mind. Like now I have two friends who I can yeah. call and say like, I just did some crazy ass shit. What do I do? It's just about finding a way to not feel alone in it. But you do give yeah. up a lot. But you also get a lot. You know, I was like literally sleeping with cockroaches. People always come for me because I, I grew like I went to a, a decently nice high school in Vegas. So whenever I say I came from a really bad place, people will be like, oh, that high school is kind of nice and whatever. And I'm like. Yeah, but I was, like, selling drugs in, like, North Las Vegas and, like, living out of trap houses because yeah. my family wouldn't let me come home. Like, I definitely, there was a point in time where I didn't have a bed or I, I was sleeping with cockroaches or whatever. So it's, like, giving up, you know, something like a dating life to live in a nice-ass house and pay for my life and help people not go through what I did is, like, it's just a no-brainer to me. It's yeah. worth it, I guess. Yeah. 
I feel like I should just go before my high self says some fucking fucked up shit and has a scandal <laughs> or makes you have your first scandal. <laughs> no, no, I won't ever have a scandal. I'm just kidding. I've had, I've already had like have more than I should just for stupid shit. Really? Yeah. Like that's wild. Well, that's the thing is I didn't have like guidance. Oh my God. Was, like, same. And that was like my, my sense of humor. I thought all that shit was so. No one was like, telling me like, Hey, like. No one was yet. No one was guiding. But I, that's one us. thing that's cool about the internet now yeah. is because I I was thinking about this the other day as I fell asleep at three a.m. dark. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about how if I did grow up in a time where even there was something like TikTok and all these big TikTok creators were like don't say that, yeah. don't whatever. I wouldn't have had all the scandals that's, I had that's exactly right yeah. because I would have there was at least there was someone telling yeah. me that shit was wrong because my family was just saying it. I was growing up thinking all these words and all these things were normal and to think this way was normal and whatever. So it's like that's one cool thing about this generation is so i think true. they're far more woke than i could ever be i like when i hear charlie talk i'm like god if i was that smart at your fucking age i would like i'd be yeah. albert einstein by now like it's it's awesome yeah no the access to information and not only that but opinions and then like all the people you idolize his opinions and then that being that magnified you just like you're i mean who's to say like it's you're just forced to learn a lot like we didn't have any of this that we, is like, true we were like kids for longer yeah. but i guess coming with being kids at that time was ignorant so it's interesting that's true but that's, that's a true. good in, that's an interesting like which ones yeah but right, that's kids know? are forced to be adults now that's a yeah. whole other aspect of it you know we were like but is that better necessarily you know what i'm saying obviously not ignorance like who wants to be like ignorant for longer? yeah i just mean like growing up faster access to information faster versus- i think it's a double-edged sword you know, it's it, no, now it it's is. society. Like both of them have prices, you know. 100%. Like, do kids get to just be kids now? Like, or 13 year olds thinking yeah. about their bodies and, you know, comparing themselves to everything. It's exactly, yeah. it's like society has yeah, what's forsaken. Better? Is it better to, to, for the kids to grow up with this much insecurity or for, and to have this amount of wokeness? Like, not as getting better? high and then getting <laughs> so fucking ridiculously no, but, deep on if society is but, like ruining <laughs> children. Holy fuck. But, or is it better? But or is it better for for them to stay kids and be able to live kind of more like innocently like grasp onto that innocent and like not be 100%. so self-conscious because like i wasn't self-conscious until the internet of course i was to degrees right but yeah, like but it was like internet hit, you were Instagram comparing yourself hit, different world and like different kid you know oh yeah i was comparing myself to like the pretty girl at school and like that, that was, was it. it yeah not like fucking you know alexis wren yeah like what the hell it, it's yeah. definitely very interesting but yeah i just i wish kids got to be kids longer I, I feel so sad to think that any 13 year old girl is thinking she needs to have like a kylie jenner ass but then again mm-hmm. i i catch myself thinking that so well that's, that's weird. the thing is and that's we, when it comes get to the like, dangers like because we, we catch ourselves yeah. thinking that yeah so we're like you're like, gonna think that too at 12 years old Oh, yeah. And I know that because, like, I'm older than you and I still think like that. Fucking dark. Charlotte, should we start a whole podcast? I love to hear it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we got- you shouldn't. You should- we should make it a segment. <laughs> Can I just say this is the most chill podcast I've ever done? Like, normally I'm having, I'm getting grilled on everything grilled like, on what like my intention's not to make anyone like not want to be here well people you just know what want I mean? the the crazy shit you know that's I mean? not i, I would go on crazy yeah. podcasts though i yeah. don't normally go on like chill ass podcasts you're just the homie so i was like let's get high <laughs> and talk about whatever i don't know i i i don't i feel like people like there's so much of that online like there's so much drama shit like i really am interested in people's like 
like who they are you yeah know? And, like, i thought it was cute that you actually cared about like family sorry to no cut no you off. It, it, it's truly inter- this is why honestly why i started a podcast is because i would talk to my friends like this yeah. i would grill my friends because i would I'm be the same so way. interested in what and who they were about and so many people kept saying you should make a podcast for like over like two years people yeah. saying this and i was like okay maybe i should just do this because this is how i talk to people well and we're lucky to have so interesting not, ass friends yeah no totally like, like so it's actually crazy like the amount of perspectives i get to talk to and like here like in the like pieces of life of like what they can bring to me is insane i'm looking at <laughs> her like there's so much smoke if you're listening to this but, um, and it made me laugh i think i'm useless and i have to get off your podcast before i have a scandal or keep saying dumb shit but Uh, i will come back anytime because i love and worship you so thank you my friends all have such bad grammar they send me their tiktoks and they're always misspelling things and i'm just like bro read a book sorry internal thoughts (laughs) side note this is do you like tiktok is it interesting to you to like see and like kind of hand over like YouTubers to TikTok? It's so funny because I feel like I was in the generation of YouTubers and people of our age where in the beginning it was almost like normal to like di- like resist TikTok. You know what I mean? Like people were just like, fuck that. I can't dance like renegade jokes, like whatever. And then it was like seeing all these kids so interested in it. I think like the young generation is the future. And it's like if all these people love this shit so much, why? Mm-hmm. So then I just started really getting into it. And I, I kind of tried to be like a cute little TikToker at first. And then I was like, I'm not this bitch. And then I discovered like funny TikTok and kind of realized that anyone can have their own lane. And then I just started to kind of bring like my YouTube presence to it. And now I like it almost just as much. It's fun to I think what's cool about TikTok is it's almost more authentic than YouTube for me sometimes because there's no like crazy editing like I'm just saying whatever the fuck is on my mind and putting it out there and then it's blowing up and creating a scandal or some (laughs) shit but I I really do like TikTok I think it's cool and how instant it is all the new trends like it's just there's always something fun and funny I'm obsessed honestly I'm a TikToker now guys follow me I like your TikTok (laughs) do you like TikTok you're good at TikTok too no I mean my TikTok's like so stupid i feel like you being in david's commercial really made you crack on tiktok and then from that moment on like everyone was just like obsessed with it. and you have a way of being like hot girl but also funny and like found your lane too like onto it's it's fire yeah like oh well i, I just post really stupid shit in my room it's like when i'm bored in like, my room and i like, have fuck. my phone and i'm just like <laughs> should i just like make a dumb video right that's, now that's my whole career or just like it's like <laughs> that's literally yeah it's just i don't should know I just make a dumb video right should now I just should be on stupid, my tombstone yeah. <laughs> like for fucking Dude. real i can't yeah that's i can't good. so yeah charlotte and i are tiktokers now but no i actually like tiktok and to your point i mean it's so it's too fucking addicting but i and it's like ruining my the brain. instant gratification it's of it all ruining yeah. my brain like seeing like just my attention spans like oh yeah maybe like this big but i can't even watch I'm, like, movies I'm obsessed with it i watch tiktoks yeah. through well, movies that's, now. that's how i noticed my attention span was so low was because I, I had a hard time watching movies. even this like yeah. i'm like i miss my phone so much like is oh, there no, like dude. what's oh. addison ray doing right now <laughs> damn it what <laughs> but is that like what you go to your phone for social media like or do you go to your phone for like like is it yeah like i guess that's my question i always have 100 people blowing me up for like work and dumb shit so i'm like you know i'm always responding to shit so it's normal phone shit but also like it's weird because i don't even look at social media as like fun it's like i'm always working and researching i'm like oh that tweet was funny i'm gonna tweet about something like Mm -hmm. that oh this girl looks fire in this photo i'm gonna do a photo shoot like that i'm gonna send that to my photographer i'm gonna let me save this tiktok sound and do a sound to it tomorrow like it's always like I'm always like ideating, which means I'm always kind of consumed with like what I do, which is bad, but I am obsessed with it. I can't lie. Yeah. No phone. My phone's my biggest kryptonite. Like I wake up and I'm like, do you ever take time away from your phone? Like on purpose or no? 
I'm, I'm really just working on one addiction at a time. Oh, dude, the and phone's <laughs> the hardest one. It's the I'm, absolute hardest one. I started one. with drugs, worked <laughs> my way down. Maybe I'll get to phone. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I love this thing. I'm dating yeah. my phone, honestly. Yeah. That just makes you sound like a slut. <laughs> my eight hoes. What time do you go to sleep? Oh my God, I used to be so bad. I used to have crippling insomnia. Absolutely crippling. Like it would kill me. And I would stay up to like 4 a.m. I'd stay mm-hmm. up for days. And then that's why Dude. I really started to like drugs and getting fucked up because it was like how I'd make myself fall asleep. And like it was just so bad. And then Buzz got me on like a crazy good schedule. Now I'll still sometimes stay up to like 3 or 4, but I'll still wake up at like 11 and like hit REM sleep and like be rested, kill the day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like now there's like some sort of schedule and routine, which is chill because I never had that. I had really bad sleep paralysis too where demons would like fuck me like literally fuck me with their demon i i won't get into it um it's dark um so i hated sleeping Ugh, tough pray for her how about you (laughs) dude that's like i've never heard anyone say it like that i did the exact same thing except for the demons fucking you but i like would go days without sleep i had the worst insomnia for years I because I had no schedule so I I I really relate to you I remember being like 13 and being like oh I can finally sleep Mm -hmm. because my parents would always fight through the night I think that's what would breed my insomnia Mm -hmm. is like there was no like safe space of sleeping I was always sleeping like ready to like fight if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know what I mean which is just crazy now looking back but it bred like super crazy insomnia so then I started smoking weed to like help that and like yeah, now it's better for sure. I realized the importance of a routine. That was what, like, I saw that you, how the routine even changed Justin Bieber's life. And I was like, if, like, Justin Bieber can turn his life around with just a routine, like, maybe I'll give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, now I, like, worship and live and breathe and die by that shit. Like, bedtimes are chill. Mm-hmm. Not Tana Mojo saying bedtimes are chill when, like, a year ago I was like, I love Molly. <laughs> Boy. No, that's growth. That's cool. That's awesome. Hey. Hey. What's up? You can. (laughs) It's funny because I don't know what's staying in and what's getting left. I'll show. I can send you an audio before. I trust you more than most people. I don't think you'll do me dirty. Leave it on. Thank you. Shall we outro? Yeah. Okay. Take it away. Thank you so much (laughs) for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Honestly, this is lit. I love getting high and talking to you. I'm happy we finally did it for the internet, (laughs) guys. This is the most wholesome fucking podcast I've ever been on. I didn't talk. that much about like anal sex like Mm-mm. about like cheating about like anything bad <laughs> it was cute <laughs> love to see it <laughs> thank you for having me charlotte and cleaning up my brand one conversation at a time love you bye guys <laughs>